Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Selden Boyce, our assistant producer, as well as Dave Wright, who through the past uh, three episodes uh, has been recording it for us because I have the privilege of having our producer, Elijah Merrill, as a co-host for these last uh, three episodes we've done. Elijah, thank you so much for being back with us. Oh, thank you, Craig. It's always a privilege. If if you want to know more, if you want to learn more about our podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.com. Church. Well, we've been in a series, or I'd like to look at it a little more as a journey, uh, looking at five questions that, that everyone attempts to answer. And they may not ask the questions with these exact words, but all of us are, are seeking in our lives to answer the, these questions. And so we've looked at the first week, Who Am I? And if you haven't been a part of this series, this is the first one you jumped into. That's okay. We'll do a little review in this one. Um, but I would encourage you to go back and, and listen to the entire, uh, all five of them. Uh, but the first is the question is, Who am I? The second is, Where do I come from? The third is, why am I here? The third is, what's the meaning of life? And in this fifth question we're going to look at during this podcast is, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And, and, and I just let me give just a little um, more focus on what we mean by purpose. Purpose is what people set before themselves as an objective to be reached and accomplished. I mean, that's a simple definition of purpose. And Orthodox Christians, and by the way, when people ask me, what am I? You know, I'll say I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but I would say I'm an Orthodox Christian. And, and Orthodox Christians, where are they? Where they believe in the biblical account is authoritative, understand that God created us for a, a beneficial and glorious purpose. It, it's been said that most people's ambition is generally directed to one of two purposes, or both. The acquisition of wealth or power. Uh, however, God's Word, the Bible, teaches us that we've been meant for so much more. And some of you may even hear that and say, wealth and power sounds good enough. <laughs> but we're meant for so much, so much more. In fact, let me give you a brief overview of what's brought us here. Um, when we looked at who am I, uh, here's here's a simple answer for that. I'm a beloved child of God. Where do I come from? Well, I'm an image bearer of my loving and magnificent creator. I come from God. Why am I here? I'm here to glorify God by knowing him and making him known. Well, then what's the meaning of life? Was a beloved child of God created in his image? I'm to reflect his glory by walking in his love, transforming into his character, and reflecting both to others in the hope that they will also find salvation in Christ. Life in Christ is a journey of becoming more and more like him until the work in us is done and we spend eternity with him. Uh, This is the meaning of life. And you can see how one answer builds off the former, and all are intertwined with one another. And all this leads us to the final question, what's my purpose? What is the beneficial and glorious purpose of my life? And I want to, I want to say that every single one of us has a, has a glorious and beneficial purpose. Mm. And you may be sitting there and feeling very insignificant, but you have a part in, in the kingdom of God, you have a part in a, in a forever family of God that is both beneficial and glorious. And so I'll be answering this question. We'll be discussing the answer to this question by looking at really two callings all of us have on our lives. 
First, we're specifically have a what I will call a common calling on our lives. What I mean by common is this is what we share with every single person. Yep. Uh, there's a personal calling also that is how this common calling is uniquely fulfilled in each of our lives. So we have this common calling that's true for every single person. Then since God created us uniquely with special gifts and talents and so forth, um, passions, um, the way that that common calling is expressed in our lives is, is what I'm going to call our, our, our sort of our unique our unique calling, our, our, our specific calling to us. And our common calling is to be disciples who make disciples where we are. Hmm. That, that's a simple. Every single person on planet Earth, whether they know Jesus or not, that's their calling. Now, the reality of it is you can't do that properly without being in Christ. Mm-hmm. But as we enter into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, every single believer on planet Earth, their calling is to be disciples who make disciples wherever they are. That's true of every believer who's ever lived, any believer who's living now, any believer who ever will live. And this calling, again, is true for all people and possible only in the lives of those who are Christ followers being led and empowered by His Holy Spirit, and that's the key, Mm -hmm. because we need to be led and empowered by His Spirit in a right relationship with Christ in order to do that. Our personal calling is to be understood in light of Ephesians 2.10, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so we have a common calling, make disciples, be a disciple, be disciples who make disciples wherever we are. So it's this continual process. We don't make a disciple and we're done. Um, we don't become a disciple and stop growing. We're growing disciples who are helping other people grow as disciples who will do the same. Um, and, and how we specifically do that is tied into the fact that we're his workmanship created for good works and that he prepared beforehand so we should walk in them. And all of us, again, are unique in our gifts and our talents and our passion. And so how that may look and be played out, this common calling in, in each of our lives is quite unique and quite, quite powerful. Um, but believers must keep their personal calling aligned with their common calling. And I think that's where people sometimes in the church get so... Elijah frustrated and mm. and so um, maybe off trajectory, right, uh, of what God has for them is the fact that, you know, whether they're a pastor, a teacher, a, a student, a clerk, a mom, or a dad, you know, I'm sure you get the picture. Um, these are positions, jobs, you know, parental status in a sort. But they, they may be a, a temporary position that we hold for just for just a little while. It may be a profession that we that we're a part of for our entire life. Um, you know, our schooling, you know, it only lasts for so long unless you're a professional student mm-hmm. that may last your whole life. And, you know, it's, it's, it takes hard work. It's things that we're a part of. But the particulars are not all that important to our purpose, which is to be everyday missionaries in our everyday mission field where we live and go to school, work, and, and play. In, in other words, our purpose, which is beneficial and glorious, is to be ever-growing, fruitful disciples of Christ where he's placed us. Hmm. And so if you're a teacher, this may surprise you, but, but beyond the task of teaching those students, somehow God has placed you there to be a disciple who makes disciples who make disciples. You say, well, I'm in a public school. I can't even talk about Jesus. The Holy Spirit certainly has the ability mm-hmm. to open up doors for you to fulfill the purpose that God has placed upon all of us as believers. You know, that's true of a pastor. It was easier for a pastor. 
Well, yes and no, right? It has its own challenges. For instance, the 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 outreach perspective of a pastor is somewhat limited because of the church quote unquote work that's being done. Yeah. So you know, there, there's challenges everywhere. If you're a clerk, if you're a student, maybe you're sitting in school and you're like, I don't even know why I'm here. Well, first of all, your parents and your teachers would say probably to get a good education. Mm-hmm. So I so I get that. But God would even say, even beyond that, you have even a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. That as you're in that classroom, you're there to be a growing disciple who makes disciples who make disciples. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, you gotta you gotta lean into Jesus. You gotta allow His Spirit to to give you uh, perspective and power and, and see opportunity, right? To do that within where you find yourselves. And so, you know, it, it, the reality of it is, this is what God has called all of us to do. It's 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 really it's really what our purpose is, you know. And and again, it all builds on all the other things we've looked at. But I love talking about this this beneficial, glorious purpose that God has for all of us, uh, because it's common in the sense that all believers are to be growing disciples. Have, have you gotten it by now? Who, who who make disciples? Who make disciples? But there's a uniqueness to it because of the way that God has gifted us. Mm-hmm. You know, Elijah. What do you think about that? Man, I just I I think about the um, the the argument that I hear sometimes from people. Uh, you know. For me, you know, working in working in full time ministry for so long, and working, you know, at a church and being involved in in different ministries and 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 leading in certain parts of it, you know, we especially at Crosswinds, I'll say that we we consistently and are, are always pushing the importance of discipleship, and uh, um, we have you know in, blessed with incredible resources uh, to be able to help make that discipleship process easy, you know, um, easier, I'll say. I won't say yeah. easy, easier. It is a journey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but the uh, something that I, I, I hear sometimes from people is, <clears throat> you know, it's easy for you to push the easiness of the, the importance of discipleship because you're a leader at church or you're a pastor. And I, um, like, I'll just give you an example. I had a conversation with a student once who... Um, was in one of his first jobs, he was, you know, waiting tables at a restaurant or a host or something like that. And I said, he he and I were just talking after youth one night and um, we uh, the conversation sort of went in the direction of he said, you know, I just wish that, I just wish my job had as much purpose as yours. And I said, man, I think, I just think you're thinking about it wrong. I said, God... God has given us all the same purpose. It's just my mission field looks different than yours. And your your and I's purpose is the same. We're here for the same exact thing, which is to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples, to know God and to make him known. And you, <clears throat> God has you in this season of life where you're at, you know, you're 16, 17. God has you. First of all, praise God you're thinking about these questions. But the second thing is God has you where he has you for a reason. And your purpose is the same as mine and to do that. And so take yeah, and some... who are you working with? Exactly. As a host, how many people are you in contact mm-hmm. with? I mean, maybe it's just briefly, but what opportunity you have there? And yeah, I mean, that's mind-blowing when you think about it. He said, I can't, he said, I can't, I can't ask every customer, can I share with you the love and message of Jesus Christ? I was like, no, of course not. But we also read from scripture that people it's people will know that we're Christians by the way that we live and by the way that we act and how you interact with people. I said, I said, don't get me wrong. Obviously, if, if we're presented with the opportunity to ask that direct question, then absolutely. But sometimes 
we just have to rely on the fact that if we're doing this, the Holy Spirit's going to move, and God's working on people that he, you know, on everybody, but he's working on the people that he places in your path just as much, you know, and so it's one of those things that it's, you can take confidence in knowing that um, no matter where you're at, it's that that purpose is consistent in the same, you know, and you have to trust that God's God's ability to work on somebody isn't limited by your ability to talk to someone or to ask the right question. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, as you were saying that, it just brought to my mind, you know, we, we often will say when we're sharing the gospel, right, the gospel message, that, you know, if you were the only person on earth, God would have sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. And 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 that is, that is like, mind-blowing to me. I mean, that's overwhelming love, right, that God has for us. But, but... Would we be, would we be, you know, so that's God's son, okay? So we're not Christ, mm-hmm. right? So, but is it beyond a shadow of a doubt that God may place us? And I'll just use that that student that you're talking about, and not to pick on him, just to use their mm-hmm. situation, but to say, you know, whether they're hosting or waiting a table, that perhaps God has placed them there for the purpose of just one coworker. One coworker, not all their coworkers, not everyone who they see, not everyone who they serve, just one coworker. God has placed them there so one coworker will see a believer doing that job in a way that honors Christ, and that that one coworker may actually ask the question, "What is different about you? Mm. Why did you handle that situation that way? That people at that table, I would have poured water on their head." For the way they treat him, and you, you had a smile on your face. How did you do that? Mm. You know, and for that, and for the answer to be, look, that wasn't of me. That's God working through me. Because if I had it my way, I would have poured water on their head. But because of Christ in me, I was able to serve them, even though they weren't really all that likable. Mm. You know, could it be just for one person? And I think sometimes we we look at this grand purpose that God has given us, and we think that, and He might He might use us to reach. Thousands of people, I think of a Billy Graham, right? Millions of people heard the gospel through him. More people heard the gospel through Billy Graham than any other person ever who has lived, right? Uh, and so that's an amazing thing. And, and I, you know, I applaud that. I celebrate that. But I don't think all of heaven is disappointed when a person lives out their purpose and maybe they are serving tables and, and they're doing it. Maybe it's just that one person. Mm. Who's gonna who see who sees Christ? And so here, here's what I want to ask believers out there: Think about it for a minute. If if we really truly believe, if if a person, if like there's one person on earth, God would still send His Son Jesus Christ to die for them. Who are we? Who are we to think it less of like like it's a less calling for yeah. us to be in a place where we may make a difference on just one person's life? I mean, because that person has has the infinite love of God toward them. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we? Mm. And so when we go into a, a situation, man, it's just, it's, you know, God may use us again to reach thousands of people. And, you know, isn't that great? You know, and people say it's not all about the numbers. And I go, well, it is for the people who aren't reached yet. You know, they, they certainly want to be part of those numbers mm. um, when, when the end comes and we all stand before Jesus. But, but to think about that purpose of, of where God's placed you right now and living out that common purpose of being growing disciples who make disciples. In fact, let me just for a minute just define a disciple. This is probably my favorite definition of, of a disciple. A disciple is a person who's following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and committed to the mission of Jesus. You know, they display the love and character of Christ. They depend on the Holy Spirit 
Further, they're engaged in sacrificial kingdom service. They're established in God's word and prayer. And by the way, if you look at our what we call our vision framework, this is, this is what we call sort of those characteristics of disciples who we want to be and we want to help um, become. Uh, they're established in God's word and prayer. And finally, they are they multiply Christ's followers by fulfilling the great commission and spirit of the great commandment. It's knowing God and making him known wherever we find ourselves. And and when I look at that definition and explanation, I can't help but think then it doesn't leave room for a casual Christian. It doesn't leave room for someone who shows up on Sunday and then just does what they want for the rest of the week. It doesn't leave room for someone who might be in a one-on-one discipleship. Hmm. They might be spending time alone um, with God, you know, time alone with God that may be in a small group. I mean, they may be doing everything, man. They may be in CR. They may, they may be uh, coming on the weekend. They may be serving. They may be doing all those yeah. things. But when they're away from other people who are part of the church, you know, you know, because the church isn't a place, it's the people. But when we talk about the church, it's also a place in the sense of we serve on this campus. Mm-hmm. But if, if this is it, this campus is it. Everything we do for God is here, not out there. To me, no. To God, that's far less than the, mm. than the glorious, beneficial purpose that he's called us to, that the majority of our time is not on this campus, even for me. You know, I'm a pastor, mm-hmm. and, and this is where I come to my office, and this is where I meet with a lot of people. But when you look at my time, the majority of it is still not spent here. When I look at my 24 hours, mm. all 24 hours are not here. In fact, more than half of those hours are not here um, in a given week, you know? And, and when, when we look at that, the reality of it is then, then it's got to it's gotta spill over, you know? That's why I like to say that, you know, God blesses our gatherings, whether it be on Sunday morning, small groups or whatever, but he blesses it so that when we scatter, we can be a blessing to those around us. Whether it be that person serving at a table, or or me as a pastor, or again that teacher, or or that student, that that God is His glorious purpose for us in the moment, in the moment. And so many times, we're, I think we're striving to, to to do that big thing in the future, and we miss out mm-hmm. on what God wants to do in and through us today. What is His purpose? How do we fulfill His purpose for us today, where we find ourselves? And that's what you're saying to that student. Yeah. And that's what got me on this rant, because, I mean, that's just where it's at. That, that, that is the Christian life. Mm-hmm. That is the Christian life. There is no other um, than to, to, to be a disciple who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and, and committed to the mission of Jesus wherever we find ourselves. Yeah. And so that's just, um, that's, that's just where it's at. That's just the profound reality uh, of, of living out our purpose each and every day. I think it's, and you kind of said it, I think it's important to remember that um, it's being a disciple who makes disciples wherever you're at, and that, that now element, that right now element. I think sometimes as as Christians, we hear um, we hear stories, we hear the Billy Graham stories, you know, and we're, those are, those are things and experiences that we, we need to be praising God about, you know what I mean? But it's, it is so vital to remember that it's, um, God wants us to be doing it right now. Don't get distracted by, you know, oh man, what what six steps do I have to take in order to get to the to get to the the place where I'm able to to do this with 
um, multiple people and every single person that I'm, you know, encountering with and what's the perfect job that I can have that allows me to, to do this and to every single person. And some of those thoughts are, are good thoughts to have, but I think more importantly, just, just think for a second about where you're at right now and what you can do within, within your situation to be able to do that. And that's, that's why I love that conversation with that student so much is because the his and I I got to have follow up with him you know weeks and weeks later and he said that um, his whole atmosphere and how he was working changed after he started to think about it that way and um, you know crazily enough he said that he had you know like three weeks after that he had a he had a fellow employee that came up to them and. You know, it was like, I just don't, I just don't get it. This job sucks. <laughs> why are you, you know, why are you so happy all the time? And he, you know, for whatever, five minutes in the back room got to, got to explain his reason for being that. And so I just, I feel like don't get, don't get caught up and don't get distracted by the grand versions. I, I want to be careful how I say that because I, I feel all discipleship is grand and, and kingdom advancing, right? Yeah. Don't get distracted by the the glamorous. I'll use the word like yeah. the the big versions that we see of discipleship because God has you where you are on purpose and for that purpose. You and know he'll open mean? those doors. He'll if that's what God has intended for you, he'll open those doors. And it's not that we don't we don't um, jump into those opportunities when God gives it, do you know, right? But but so much. I, I often look at the Hebrews chapter where it's talking about the the we call it the Hall of Faith, right? And it's talking about it, it mentions by name people like Abraham and Samson and, mm-hmm. um, and and by name all these different followers of Christ. And then it, it basically at the end says and there were others, you know. And, and so there's this like within the span of human history up to the point of the writer of Hebrews, it's it's writing it, um, you know pretty somewhat close to after Christ ascended. So about 2,000 years ago, but you have these thousands of years, Mm -hmm. thousands of years of human existence, and you have a list of names. And there are not many names when you think of the amount of people who lived Mm -hmm. in the thousands of years leading up to that moment when he wrote it. Um, And he names some of them, but then he says, and then then there's others, right? And and what they sort of have gone through. And and I, I sit back and I think, you know, the reality of it is most of us are the others, that are not any less significant. It's just you can't name everyone, and not everyone had the same, you say, glorious moment of of you know Father Abraham, mm-hmm. um, the strength of Samson. You know, not yeah. all of us are gonna are gonna be those people. We would like to be, but we're not. We're not always gonna be right, mm-hmm. and probably don't want to be. You know, I used to call it back in the day the 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 Rambo thing, but now I'd say it's sort of the Creed thing, mm-hmm. where you know everyone would love to be you know uh, Creed up there, being able to be the boxing giant, but no one wants to get punched in the face, right? Mm-hmm. And that comes with it too. And so you know we want to have the glorious without the pain. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. But all of us are those others, is what I'm saying. Most of us are going to be those others, and those others are so significant because that's a majority of us mm. who, are just, who are just in the places where we find ourselves making a difference. No one else may notice it but God in heaven, you know? But we shouldn't live for the applause of people anyway. Mm-hmm. It's the applause of heaven we're seeking. And every time, I think every single day we're doing what God's called us to do, living on purpose, I think all of heaven applauds. Mm. All of heaven applauds. And and that should be enough. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but that just blows yeah. my mind. Like that, that's worth it. And, and so, you know, the the problem is that the, the world tries, and I think unfortunately, 
So many Christians try to find purpose in self-centered arenas. You know, even as believers, we 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 couch it in sort of a um, uh, Christianese, right? So it sounds a little like it's God seeking, but really it's us seeking. You know, I, I just want to do something big for God. You know, but the reality of it is, the world would say the same thing. They would just stop with, "I want to do something big." Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and, and so we just, yeah, it, I, and man, maybe that's your pure heart. Maybe you're saying that, but maybe not, right? Maybe it's just, I want to be seen. I want I want I want other people to know I'm working really hard at this walk with God. I want other people to notice it so they too can go, Ooh, wow. You know, and it's like, no, no, God's called us to something so much more glorious and beneficial for that. Something that just bring, brings glory to him. You know, as as John said when he when he's talking about Jesus, you know, John the baptizer, he says, I must become less and he must become more. And that's true in our life. And so the world, and unfortunately, many of us believers try to find purpose in self-centered arenas, but God calls us to be Christ-centered and, and, and others concerned, Christ-centered and others concerned. We, we might be called to serve as missionaries in foreign fields, but most of us, I mean, think about it, most of us will serve by being salt and light for Christ in the ordinary places we find ourselves day in and day out. And that's what you're talking about. That's what your encouragement mm-hmm. was to your friend. It, it, it can be, uh, it can seem, um, you know, sort of ordinary. It, it could be seen sort of as, as, as not so spectacular. But in the scheme of things, you know, I go back to my own testimony, you know, kindergarten, Matthew Warsham invites me to go to a vacation Bible school. I mean, I lost contact with him. He has no idea what a difference that made in my life hmm. and how God has used me to, to do the same in the lives of, of really many, many others. And that's to his credit for being obedient when the Spirit of God led that five-year-old to invite me to a vacation Bible school where I gave my life to Christ. And and so when people say, well, that's just sort of ordinary stuff, I go, no, that's extraordinary in the hands of God because mm-hmm. uh, it changed my my trajectory for eternity. You know, a kind spoken word to a coworker. You know, a student praying before heading off to class. You know, all these things that seem so small and so, so not extraordinary. In the hands of God, are very extraordinary. Sharing the hope of Christ with a friend at in a gym class, or a coworker over lunch. You know, I, I remember. Um, man, I don't even know why I remember this, but I was I was probably. About nine, I was sitting there with a friend of mine, uh, Jason Love is his name. Uh, he was 10. He was a year older than me, so whatever age I was, he was a year older. Mm-hmm. And we were done playing, and back in the day, and I mean back in the day, so I'm getting older, um, you know, when the streetlights came on, that's when you knew it was time to go home. Like mm-hmm. you knew your parents were going to get ready to call you. Um, yes, well, they sent us out to play all day. Can you imagine <laughs> that? And, and and we were out there just having a blast. And it was toward the end. We we were actually laying on the trunk of my dad's car. And, and you know, back when cars were huge, and so mm-hmm. we were literally lay on the back of of, of dad's car, and we could see the streetlights coming on. We're like, okay, our parents are going to be calling us in a minute, but we could see the stars up in the sky. And I remember Jason, who who didn't go to church, um, but had been a good friend of mine. I mean, he, actually, I can't remember not knowing him uh, from birth. You know, so that type of thing. We just were on the same street, uh, Justice Drive. You know, and and there we were, lay on the back of Dad's car, and um, and he, we're looking up at the stars. And he said something. I don't I don't know exactly what the question was or how he said it. I mean, he was ten years old, right? And he, but it was something like, you know, look at that. You know, like where did that come from? You know, it's just this you know science type you know mm. question type thing. 
And, and I had no spectacular in depth. I mean, I'm like nine or eight, right? Not not a, not a whole lot that I that I could say that was going to give this this profound answer of the gases I put together to make the stars and how long it took to get to us and all that. Um, all I said was, "Yeah, God created that." And he said, "What?" I said, "Yeah, God created." That. As a matter of fact, he 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 he's so powerful. He was able to speak that. Into mm-hmm. existence, you know, this is like he talked and it was there type of thing. And, you know, as much as a nine or ten year old would say that, eight year old, I don't know. But um, I just remember the look on his face was like, "Whoa!" Now, did he get saved right there? No. Mm-hmm. Um, did we have a further conversation? No. Matter of fact, if I remember the story right, the the, the account there of, of us sitting there shortly thereafter, his mom called and my dad called, and we both went in the house. And so I, I don't know. I don't have any clue what type of difference that made, but I believe heaven applauded. Mm. You know, I just think heaven applauded and said, you know, you know, well done. You know, not the most profound answer, certainly not the answer that, that a Christian scientist would give um, <laughs> or a good student of science, mm-hmm. which I wasn't, especially at that age. Uh, but, um, but what I knew of God, he used and um, man, if we could just wrap our mind around that and, and realize that our purpose is, is so beneficial and so glor- so supposed to so spectacular um, that God uses the mundane, the ordinary, to do extraordinary things when we place them in His hands. Um, I think we would live differently. I think we would understand life more. I think we would, you know, we would. Uh, We'd be advancing His kingdom. We'd be seeing His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. You know, in our relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just, you know, just really what, what our purpose, our purpose and mine and yours is to be everyday missionaries in an everyday mission field, you know, to be growing disciples who make disciples who make disciples in our unique calling wherever we find ourselves. And sometimes I get it. I mean, I, I remember in college, I had thought that I would go through my entire life without working in a fast food restaurant. Nothing wrong with doing that. It's just I had had a lawn business in high school. I had done some other things. I was my senior year in college. I thought, well, you know, it's just one of the things I said, I really don't want to do fast food. And there, I, the only place that would work with me uh, my senior year was McDonald's. And so I, I'm working there, and, I, yeah, I did give that name. And so if they, if they want to send me uh, advertising rights, that'd be great. <laughs> but um, but uh, there I was. And I remember I had such a bad attitude, Elijah. I get what that student was going through. Mm. I mean, I was like, I don't want to be here. I need the money, but I don't want to be here. And one night before I went in, I was reading, and it is where the Scripture says, Do everything as unto the Lord. I went. I, I repented. I said, "Lord, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I've had a lousy attitude. I haven't, I haven't looked at this as an opportunity. I've looked at it simply as a. I, I chose to be a cook because I want to be the front line because I didn't want friends coming in and bugging mm-hmm. me, and so I just want to do my work and go home. and And I just remember all of a sudden just a change in my heart, and I began to take pride in my work. Um, so much so that they they asked me if I would considered being sent off to like manager training school type of thing. And of course my calling was different, but, but I was, I was thankful for that. I remember the day that a bus came through, I was the only cook in the back, only burger flipper back when you still flipped <laughs> burgers. And, um, and uh, put the whole through bus through uh, by myself and couldn't wait to come back and tell my roommate and a couple of friends what I had done. You mm-hmm. know, like this was an amazing accomplishment, but more important than that, God started to open up doors for me to, to really share the gospel. And uh, and I don't have time to go into all that, but it was it was it was an attitude change. It was a focus change. It was I'm here for a greater purpose than flipping burgers. And all of a sudden, flipping burgers became a pretty awesome thing to do. Mm. And and I just wonder, you know, 
if that couldn't be true for others. That's not to say you can't switch jobs, you're not going to move forward, that you have to work here, there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, man, if we can find our sweet spot by doing that common calling of being growing disciples who make disciples wherever we find ourselves at that moment, that the glorious, beneficial purpose that God is going to allow for us to live in is is uh, life altering for mm. you and for those around you. Yeah. So, whew, there's <laughs> a lot there. <laughs> Elijah, any final words you'd share to those who are who are listening to us? Man, I would just say that um, when we think about this concept of 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 pointing, always pointing back to God and giving and giving glory to him in everything that we do. I love I love that story of you laying on the trunk and saying, you know, that in you pointing pointing to God in that moment in you couldn't help but think that heaven would applaud, you know. Um I I don't think I don't think I don't think heaven applaud little. Hmm. You know, and I don't I don't think I don't think heaven applauds more either. Yeah. I think when we're when we're giving glory to him and pointing to him and heaven applauds it's glorious mm. and it is that. Mm. You know? And so when you're doing that in everything that you do just remember that, you know? And when we make it to the end of our side of this paradise, you know, and we we strive to do the work that we do and and to live the life and to point God and point people to God. So when we get to that point and God says, well done, good and faithful servant, that's what we strive and strive to hear, right? I don't think he's going to say, you know, really, really good job, you specifically. Scripture's clear about that. It's good job, good and faithful servant, you know? And so I just, man, it's a, just be thinking about that as you go through your life that that God, when you're giving glory to God, you're giving glory to Him. There's no levels to that. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. So we've been looking at the five essential questions everyone attempts to answer, and I think, you know, for me, you know, you can go back and you can look at these, you know, today's episode, the last four episodes, you know, five episodes and all, and you could um, certainly look at that and just, just take it at face value, but I want to encourage you to do more than that. Mm. Um, I, I hope that you'll use some of these discussions over these questions, these five questions, you know, who am I, where do I come from, why am I here, what's the meaning of life, and what's my purpose, that you'll, you'll, you'll take these discussions and use them as a springboard for you to make these answers your own, that as you explore God's Word, uh, that you'll, you know, I think you'll come to the same general conclusion as us, but, but it'll be yours when you explore God's Word. And I'd encourage you for, for all the questions of life to, 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 to begin and end with just with God's Word, to, to, to seek the answers there. And, and even if you're listening to someone who you trust, I would say as, uh, as uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, President of the United States, uh, was famous of saying, trust but verify. Mm. And so, you know, you know I, I, ho- I hope you can trust us, uh, but trust and verify. Go to the Word yourself and, and, and make this your, your mm. answer, make this your understanding. Allow the Spirit of God uh, to, um, to answer these questions for you.
through God's word. And so that'd be an encouragement to you. Don't mm-hmm. don't just listen, but but let it be a springboard of, of, of a deeper understanding of what God's word really has to say about these questions. Because there are the questions all of us ask. Those around you are asking them. Um, when when we when we're confident in the answer, it gives us an amazing ability as we have conversations with others. And so I just, as you're living out that common calling of being a growing disciple who makes disciples who make disciples, um, uh, no better, no better uh, tools in your tool belt than being able to know what these, what the, how they answer these questions from Scripture. Um, for now, I just, I just want to say it's, it's a privilege that you have uh, allowed yourself to, to listen to us. Uh, we don't take that for granted. Um, I encourage you that if, if you would share uh, these, uh, these podcasts with a friend or someone you think would be helpful, I think that would be a great thing to do, uh, especially these past five, because uh, there are questions that they're asking you if they haven't asked them of you. Um, it may be the springboard for, for the Spirit of God to, to work in their lives. Uh, remember, check out crosswinds.church. That's where you'll find out all things about this podcast and, and Crosswinds Church. For now, as always, be blessed and bless others. I hope to have you tune in next week. Thank you.